Today, we are wrapping up the series on church systems. I pray that it has been helpful to you and your church, at least causing you to pause and reflect on how your church is currently organized. This final episode of the series will cover the last two systems, the leadership system and the strategic system. Welcome to the Hacka Podcast. My name is Greg Hackathorn. I hope you all are doing well. As some of you may know, Anthony Trimble passed away today, and I wanted to take this opportunity to give honor to him and his family. For a number of years, his parents, brother and sister Trimble, were regular guest speakers in Australia. The Gretsch family is very close to them, and we love them dearly. He was a wonderful man of God by all accounts, a preacher and gifted songwriter. You can find his music on Apple Music and Spotify if you want to listen to it. He co-wrote Give Me Jesus along with James Wilson. Anthony was only 36 years old, and he had a young family, including three boys. His family and church family, Restoration Church, has some difficult days and weeks, even years ahead. While we celebrate his life and the reward he has received in heaven, I want to encourage you to keep the Trimble family in your prayers, along with Restoration Church. He will surely be missed. I was listening to his song, Come What May, which he released recently on an album, and he wrote it while he was battling cancer, and it really challenged and encouraged me. Hebrews chapter 6 says, In the same way God, desiring even more to show to the heirs of the promise the unchangeableness of his purpose, interposed with an oath so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have taken refuge would have strong encouragement to take hold of the hope set before us. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast. We have hope today, and it is in that hope that Anthony Trimble believed, and he exemplified that belief throughout his life. It was a miracle that he was even alive in 2021, after being diagnosed with stage 4 cancer in 2015. God extended his life, and we were all the benefactors of it. I just felt it was appropriate to mention him today as the entire church around the world is grieving. So let's get to our topic here as we wrap up this series on church systems. The first system that we will be looking at today is the leadership system. This is how we develop leaders at all levels of our church. Admittedly, this system is a bit above my pay grade, especially at the higher end of the leadership ladder, as this is something our pastor manages. But notice how it says at all levels of the church. We should be creating an atmosphere where leadership qualities are being developed throughout the church, in every area, wherever people are volunteering. We can start by viewing each volunteer as someone who has the capacity to eventually lead, no matter on how small or large that platform of leadership is. This attitude gives us the ability to continually develop new leaders for an ever-growing church. So if someone is volunteering for greeting or ushering, it is an opportunity for you to invest in them because they may one day become the head usher, or they may one day lead one of the ushering teams or the greeting teams. That might not be a huge stage as in leading a church or leading the church in worship per se, but it is an opportunity for them to lead, and it is an opportunity for us to invest in them to help them to grow in their leadership capacity. 
Do you have a plan in place to develop leaders at every level? Are you investing in your leadership? This could be done investing into your leadership through specific training or recreation, even purchasing resources to cover the gaps of your lack of knowledge. Just recently, our pastor organized a series of live Zoom teaching sessions with Reverend Rodney Shaw. He's the senior pastor of New Life in Austin, Texas. He is an amazing man of God who is a gifted teacher. And he taught us on leadership every Saturday via Zoom. And, and people were very happy to get on and to listen to him. And Pastor even recorded the teaching sessions, which you have the ability to do on Zoom. And so if we miss the session, we will be able to catch up on it later. This was an easy way to help develop leaders at every level as it was opened up to youth and junior leaders as well. So they may not be leading that many people, but this was an opportunity for them to learn more about leadership and to apply some practical advice to their life. And we looked forward to these sessions every week. Another way our church has invested in leaders is through our yearly Turning Point Conference. Initially, it was only a preaching conference with services and worship, but over the years, it has been developed into a leadership conference where there are teaching sessions on the Thursday and Friday, investing into our leadership at the POS, as well as leaders who decide to come to the conference from all over Australia. And then we also have a group for developing leaders that our pastor facilitates called Timothy Sessions. We started that years and years ago. I remember going through them when I was a young man with the desire to preach the gospel, felt the call to preach before I became a licensed minister. And in those sessions, pastor taught us about preaching, taught us about ethics, different things that would help us in our ministry. And so that was a, a very good way to get people who are interested in leadership to continue to grow. This was specifically for younger people. Again, I'm only sharing specific examples that I'm aware of, but the majority of what takes place in this system runs through my pastor and he has his way of doing things and developing leaders. I'll finish off this system by positing some questions for your consideration that Nelson Searcy mentions in his booklet on healthy church systems. Here's a few questions. When was the last time I invested in developing new leaders? How am I helping my current leaders grow personally and spiritually? So we have to invest in leaders not only on a spiritual sense, but in a personal sense, help them to grow in their personal life as well as their spiritual life. And then finally, am I modeling the kind of leadership I want to see from my leaders? So if you are involved in leadership, you might be a pastor, you might just be a leader within the church. Are you modeling the type of leadership that you want your leaders to then use and show others to lead different people within the church? The final system that we are going to look at in this series on church systems is the foundation for all the other systems. It is the strategic system. It is how we evaluate our systems for constant improvement. We have never arrived as a church and we always have ways that we can get better if we are looking for them. Sometimes that is the biggest problem, that we're not looking for ways to improve. We cannot allow comfort to hold us back from accomplishing all that God wants to do in our church and through our church. So it is our responsibility to constantly be looking at our systems, looking 
at the way that we facilitate our services, looking at the way that we organize our church and see how we can do it better so that we can continue to grow and continue to accomplish all that God has for us, for us to do in our city, for us to do in our community. So how are you evaluating your church systems? What is considered a win and what is cause for concern or change? These sort of things need to be spelled out so that we know when we are winning baptisms. That's definitely a win in an apostolic church. Someone being filled with the Holy Spirit, that is a win. Somebody finishing a Bible study, that's a win. A service where every guest is greeted and we get their information so we can follow them up, that's a win. And then you also need to know what are some causes for concern or things that require change. There are a few things that you can do to ensure that your systems are healthy and focused on the right objective. You can have weekly staff meetings. Uh, We have those. Um, Because we do have paid staff, we have the ability to meet on a weekly basis. So each week we will meet and talk about what happened on Sunday and uh, talk about how how we're going to approach the rest of the week, month, and start planning events and different things that we need to be doing, changes that need to take place and so on. If you don't have paid staff, you can have monthly leadership meetings. We have those as well where we get in all of our volunteer leaders and we gather around and we discuss different things that are going on and and get some input so that uh, it's not just three or four people that are constantly the ones uh, putting forward ideas, but that there are other people that are involved and invested in helping the church to grow and to develop. The leadership meeting should involve an agenda that allows for honest feedback and suggestions from leaders. Give them the space to critique and offer things that we can do better. Some churches have half-yearly supervisions with individual leaders so the pastor can see how each department team is performing in regards to the overall strategy of the church. So the pastors will meet with the leaders and see how they are going, how their department is going, how their team is going. So then we can make sure that everyone is aligned and moving in the right direction. Finally, a yearly leadership planning day is a great way to unify your leaders behind the vision before beginning another new year. And we started doing this basically every year. We have a leadership planning day where we all gather together and take the whole day to plan out, to spend some time with each other, to uh, draw closer together as a team and dream and and put into uh, planning what it is that we think that God can and will do the following year. We started off this series talking about Joseph and Pharaoh's dreams, and I hope the last five weeks have been helpful in showing why it is so important to have systems in place, especially if God has given us a dream for our city and ministry. God will do his part, but it is up to us to do our part to the best of our ability. I know that I have been challenged as I've gone through each system, seeing areas that we can approve as a church where I can improve as an individual. My prayer is that this series sparked in you a curiosity to explore how your church can continue to grow and develop in order to fulfill the dream that God has given you. I'll leave you with this final question as we wrap up this series. How prepared is my church for what God wants to do in my city? Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. If you got something out of this episode, please share it with a friend and encourage them to follow the podcast. 
We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and a number of other platforms. Just search The Hacker Podcast and you should find us. We are releasing content every week. I'm excited about a number of interviews that I've already recorded and that we'll be getting out over the next few weeks. They're going to be awesome and a blessing to you. The best way to keep in touch is to subscribe or follow the podcast so it goes directly into your podcast feed. If you have time to rate and review the show where you listen to it, I would greatly appreciate that. Thank you again for your time today, and we look forward to seeing you next time on the Hacker Podcast.